Hey, yep, yep, I'm back. What's up with everybody? How y'all doing? Yep, yep, it is me, BG, here with a new wrinkle on the brain. And let's go ahead and get everything a little set up here. Just want to make sure I'm looking right. Let me get my background because you know what? We in the space, boy. Mm. I like it. Let's go. All right, so here we'll do that. It doesn't look like it updated my name, but I don't care because y'all know who I am. Ha! Whatever. I ain't even mad at y'all. So here we go. Yep, yep. Uh, so thank you, thank you for being back. Thank you for coming back to a new Rick on the Brain. You could have been anywhere today doing a million other things, but you're doing something with me. So I appreciate you. It does mean a lot to me, and it does help this thing, this podcast, this conversation. It helps all that. So I really do appreciate y'all for being here. And welcome back to those who have been here before. Uh, welcome if you've never been here ever. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to do something simple, very simple. I put out a uh, a quick little thing on the social medias. I did some some questions. I just wanted, I wanted to see where everyone landed. I wanted to find out exactly what do people want to hear. Like, I, I got a podcast. I can do whatever I want. What do you guys want? So I give it to you guys. I put it in the social media's hands, and I got a great answer. I gave out three options, and actually, I'll look them up just to make sure that I'm not fibbing. i got to keep myself honest now. So what I did, I went on here and we asked a simple question. I gave three options. The options were pretty simple. You know, hey, should I cover this topic? Should I cover this one? Which one do y'all want? I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a pretty cool little little thing to do, kind of keep everybody integrated. So uh, if you do want to be part of that group, you can always do that on Facebook, Instagram, also on X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm on all those. Hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under the name down there in the corner. Or you can just look for B-G-A-N-W-O-T-B host. That's me, A Newbrick on the Brain host. And you can also find my Twitter at... It's going to actually uh, just the letter B dot G. Or you can look for... I do believe it's under a new ring on the brain. Yeah, so you can check that out on Twitter under a new wrinkled brain. On Instagram, I'm under, oh gosh, I always get this wrong, joe.camp.bg on Instagram. So you can go in and check that out as well. That will have everything you need. I'm sorry, I'm still scrolling looking for, for my options here. All right, sorry, it was almost a week ago. It's been a while, and I have have not been taking my time in making this video. It's more of a, I've been taking time in doing my research because this is a, huge huge topic that was chosen it can go a lot of different directions so i wanted to make sure that i had a good solid foundation first before i go and make a fool of myself so i took my time um the questions that i asked on on the social media so this these were the the options i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you guys know what they were and what the results were of the uh, i guess it was a survey it was like a survey hey choose one of three and let me know what you want to do um, yeah, so I wrote, uh, okay, boil it down to three, three solid podcast options. The new podcast is up to you, the audience. Option number one, the topic of the void or the veil or the science of old lost spirituality. That last little piece there on option one kind of was a little, it, it's a play and I'll, I'll explain to you what I did there. 
uh, number two option for podcast options, we have uh, people's claims to be aliens and their histories. And option number three, ancient forgotten history. Pretty simple, right? Um, if you caught that at the first option, yeah, that uh, old lost spirituality part, yeah, that kind of merges it all. <laughs> so, so technically, whether you chose one, two, or three, it was all kind of going to be the same video. Um, what's cool is, especially with number two, that jets off into a whole different monster all itself as far as research. Number one and number three were really something I wanted to do, so I put them on the list. I'll give you guys the results. Uh, option one, we had at least two votes. Option two, we had one vote. Option three got three votes. Because option three has the three vote total, you're going to get ancient lost histories. Lost ancient histories of, of the world, not just of one culture, not just of one continent. I knew I had to cover a large area of, 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 of information but also make it to where it's palatable. I want to keep this one short. I know I say that a lot and I don't, but <laughs> I will try my best today. And I, I'm, I'm going to start here. I'm looking at maybe 20 minutes. So in about 20 minutes time, we should have everything we need to really get a good wrinkle on the brain going. So let's go ahead and start that off with some simple basics before I get into the visual because I have a couple visuals I'm going to use but I do want to go over the basics first off in ancient history a long long time ago we had multiple names for one person so I'm sure you're probably thinking of a lot of religious groups a lot of religious uh, leaders things like that I'm not talking about that I'm definitely not talking about any recent wars the, the the date that I'm going to here or that our presenter is going to be going to, we're looking at more than 20 to 50,000 BC. Not BCE, not, or, or, I'm sorry, BCE, before current, before current era. If you want to say E, do that. I say BC, have fun with that. Um, it's not of this current time. It's not like, oh, hey, 100 years ago, this happened. Nope, more like a couple tens of thousands of years ago this happens so a lot of the information has been lost a lot of the information has been hidden in certain places uh hard to access for many but for the few that do have the wherewithal to look deeper into these things to really do some deep deep knowledge diving and i mean just tons of research has gone into this as well from many many people the presenter today is going to be some, if, if you've been on the pod, if you've seen this podcast before, you already know who I'm talking about. I'm sure y'all can already guess what I'm about to say. Um, if you've never been here, I'm looking at my boy here, Billy Carson. Billy Carson is one of the best authors, researchers. Um, you've probably seen him on the History Channel on Ancient Aliens. You've probably seen him on TikTok with his own shorts. Um if you've taken the road deep dive, you might actually know about his network and his television channel, Forbidden Knowledge TV. This is a person who has not only been doing some intense, intense work as far as research, but he actually does indeed go to the places he talks about. I love that. And anytime I hear, oh, I'm, I'm a researcher, but I just stay at home. I kind of can't buy your data. At that point, I don't believe you. Billy, Billy, though, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I'm going to let you know right now. He real. Yeah, he a real one, for real, for real. So what we're going to do, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, have an interview that he did, and I think this was fairly recently. This was not a long time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, just about three months ago. And it's an interview on, and I gotta give credit where credit's due. Next Level Soul Podcast. You can find that on YouTube.com. The once again is next. I'm sorry, Next Level Soul Podcast available on youtube i'm sure he's on other mediums he's doing great by the way he's at half a million subscribers please check him out subscribe i'll leave links and everything in the bios and all that good stuff so if you're checking this out on spotify you'll be able to see this i am going to put this out of shorts as well so i'm going to break this down into smaller chunks and i'll make sure i get that out to you as soon as possible but i do appreciate all you guys for being there thank you so much because again this really does push this my podcast forward and that's what I'm trying to do, I want to push mine forward to push these guys forward so everybody's able to just, boom, keep making these awesome strides and research, knowledge, getting that wrinkle in the brain that I always talk about. But for the most part, I really want to make sure that I'm giving the best example of really, really, really good hard work. No one likes to see shoddy work. No one likes to hear a terrible presenter presenting data and they don't know what they're talking about. You're not going to have that here, okay? <laughs> like, this is not going to be a Biden moment. This ain't, ain't going to be somebody forgetting where they are, forgetting what to say. Billy Carson knows how to speak very, very well. I'm not talking no DeGrasse bullshit. I'm talking real deal research, historical information, dates, times, math. You name it, it's all there. If Even the spirituality part is there as well. I'm not going to go too deep into that on this particular podcast because, again, I want to focus on the history. Uh, what we're going to do first, let me make sure I got my dates and times correct. I'm going to say, just about right there, I think it's good. Yeah. 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 All right. We're in a good place. We're in a good place. Okay. So with where I'm starting it, or with the data you are about to experience, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. It takes two people to experience things, so I do appreciate that. But yes, here we go. So yeah, you know what? I'm confident. I'm confident. Let's go. All right. So I, I may go over my 20 minute mark. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> so like, even if I start right now, I might go over that 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. Don't even don't be mad at me. I, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here we go. Billy Carson, a new ring on the brain collab with our buddy here from the Next Level Soul Podcast. Bye. Man, that sounds official. I'd say it's a really good name for a podcast. i say that. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get it in. Let's get it pop-a-lapping. Pop-a-lapping and crack-a-lapping. Crack-a-lapping. crack crack lapping I don't know. I have words I want to say, but I'm very excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me get out the way, and here we go. Uh, Billy Carson, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of your time. Yep, yep. <laughs> Teotihuacan gives away the master architect, because in the Emerald Tablets, both claims have built the Great Pyramid. And that- oh, uh, Sorry, I forgot about that context, my bad. Uh, <laughs> so first we are gonna be starting with a place that's fairly close. So in America, we're fairly close to the South Central America area, especially if you're from Texas, like myself. South of where I am right now, because I'm in Texas, south of where I am right now would be considered you know, Mesoamerica, Central America, if you go back in time a long time, you're going to hear words like the Olmecs, Toltecs, things like that. 
this thing you're about to hear, let me go back a little bit because he actually, he asked a really good question that delivers us this really amazing answer. So my fault, my fault. I ain't gonna lie to you. My fault. Sorry. But here's our presenter today from the podcast, the uh, Next Level Soul podcast. This is our presenter. And once he gets done with this amazing question, I'm going to let it just ride. Because after this, you're about to get that wrinkle. You know what I'm saying? So let's go. Where they came from, the masonry right. and, and some of the stuff, I mean, it's just at a whole other level of, yeah. of yeah. how they're constructing it. I mean, you look at some of these some of these megalith structures and the way that the rocks kind of connect, they're like curved. Mm -hmm. And they and they like I was watching a documentary the other day about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah they ground rock here and there. And I'm like, are you absolutely <laughs> you know what uh, it, with these yeah. 20 ton giant blocks yeah. you're talking about with sandpaper? Are you really? And then moving it I mean, like, how do you yeah. move that? Like, come on. It doesn't make any sense. They're crazy. And you got to remember, we're talking about some of these areas were kind of in arid areas. Um, like, for example, Teotihuacan is in the desert. You know? mm -hmm. but, but, you know, what's interesting is <laughs> Teotihuacan gives away the master architect because in the Emerald Tablets, both claims have built the Great Pyramid. And that text is 36,000 years old. Mm -hmm. And even archaeologists uh, that teach at universities like Robert Schock, right? He mm -hmm. says that based on weathering patterns, just on the Sphinx alone, it's at least 13,000 years old, at least, at the minimum. And it goes even beyond, I believe, deeper than that. But you look at the Great Pyramid Complex at Giza, and you see the three pyramids there, and you look at the dimensions of the Great Pyramid, and then you go look at the three pyramids that align the same exact way at Teotihuacan with Orion, but then you also look at the dimensions of the Pyramid of the Sun, which is the biggest pyramid there, it's the same exact base size. The base is identical to the size of the base at Giza all the way in Africa. Coincidence? I doubt it. The second thing that's interesting is the height of the Pyramid of the Sun is exactly 50% the height of the Great Pyramid at Giza. That's interesting, right? They also built Teotihuacan on a gradual slope so that the second, you know, the other two pyramids that are there are the same exact height of the Pyramid of the Sun, even though they're smaller pyramids. Uh, and the Pyramid of the Moon is actually eight pyramids built on top of each other with a fractal type of construction technique. I mean, it, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> and both of these sites are built on top of aquifers. So again, it's giving up, the, the archaeology is giving up the master architect, who I believe is Thoth the Atlantean, that ruled over the land of Kemet, according to the ancient Egyptians, for 16,000 years. So you've mentioned though. So I'm gonna do a, a quick pause here. He does go more into the Emerald Tablets and who Thoth is, things like that. Um, quick side note from BG here. Sorry. Hi. Hello. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just to, just a quick little snippet. So it turns out Thoth the Atlantean has multiple names. I mentioned that a moment ago. I'm gonna go in and get a little deeper detail. Just to make sure that you're aware, this is a fun fact I just recently learned myself. Thoth, Hermes Trismegistus, Ra, um, Amen Ra, like where, like at the end of a prayer you say Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's to pray to Thoth. By the way, fun fact. Um, Amen Ra, which again, Ra, sun god of Egypt, also a creator god. Um, again, 
Thoth comes back to that. All three are true. There's another one, another name, uh, the Central American name, uh, Teo Quetzalcoatl. There you go. Quetzalcoatl is also to be linked to Thoth. These were all the same person. Like, like he lived so long. He originated all these places, Egypt, Olmec, Toltec history in Central America, uh, uh, Gobekli Tepe in Turkey. And you also have multiple places in China where even that data is barely now getting to us clearly on how many pyramids are in China. While well, this information is coming from a place called the Emerald Tablets, the Emerald Tablets are physical pieces of emerald, literally. These are sh like not even thin sheets of emerald. It's like a huge block. Like uh, imagine uh, the Flintstones when the Flintstones would, would would write with a chisel on a big piece of rock. Okay, there are tablets made of emerald where it's not carved out. No, no, no. The, these these things that we're reading, they're not carved out. Some of them are convex, meaning it's like braille. You can feel it. it it's it's raised up, not indented, not down. It's not a it's not a crevice in, in, in the rock where you can like fit space between the rock. No, 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 no. It's one solid piece of emerald. And in some portions the letters either stand up, or even if they are concave where they cave into the to the rock they're done with such precision it wasn't cutting it wasn't something where you carve this out it's almost as if these tablets were made to already have this text written into it at a physical level like, like again you know think think flintstones you know it's it's you know they're writing on rock and you, you they chis they're chiseling out the rock to make marks Someone didn't have to do that to emerald. An emerald's known to break. Uh, if you've ever seen a, a ring, emer emerald ring, uh, you know the rock is very strong. It's like it's very similar to diamond, but it's green. This green emerald color is very very strong. Meaning, you're not just gonna pick up a piece of emerald, flatten it out into a a thing, and start writing into the emerald. It's like it's like that's the equivalent of saying, oh, yeah, I have a sheet of diamond here. I'm just going to go ahead and write down everyone's history on this diamond piece of platinum. No, no, just just all that shit. No, just get over that now. Stop. Start there. You don't. We don't know. Just start. Out, we need to start out. We don't know. And once we start out, we don't know. We can start learning stuff. When it comes to how they make the emerald tablets, my answer is I don't know. I. I it, it, it really is a, a mind game. It, it hurts my brain to think about. So instead of hurting the mind, let's get a wrinkle on the brain. You know I'm talking about? Let's go in and learn something. Check this out. The next piece right here is going to be a doozy. Let's go. For a, a couple times in this conversation, I know who he is based on watching mm -hmm. you forever. Can you explain yeah. to the audience who, who is Thoth and what are the Emerald Tablets? So Thoth, T-H-O-T-H is his name, Thoth. He's, uh, according to himself, he calls himself an Atlantean king. Now, the priests that were left behind after he left, they call him an Atlantean priest king. The ancient Egyptians, uh, you know, call him a king or a god. He ruled over them. 
for 16,000 years. We're talking about a very, very long time ago. We're talking about 54,000 BC. This is ancient, pre-dynastic era, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, this gentleman claims to have built the Great Pyramid. But what's interesting is he, his Emerald Tablets, which are a text that he authored himself. He didn't have a scribe that authored these texts. Usually these gods or these kings or these really important people would have a scribe etching what they're speaking. He wrote these tablets himself and left them behind for this generation that we are in right now to understand, break down, analyze, and actually learn from. What was interesting in these tablets is he talks about this flood in the opening uh, verses, this great flood that has swept across the land. Again, more evidence of a great flood. He talks about the fact that the temples were coming up out of the mud and that his mission now was to go and raise mankind back up to a high level of civilization. In other words, we had already been in a high level prior to this flood, potentially some type of a golden age, high level, high tech civilization existed before this flood destroyed the planet. And now him and his crew, he took a crew with him. He got into the great ship of the master, according to his writings. And this wasn't a ship that sailed out on the ocean because he said, upward we rose into the sky, into the sun, until beneath us, the planet, it basically disappeared, the earth disappeared. So we're talking about a ship that flies up and out, not that sails across water. Until the time appointed, he said, he looks down beneath the ship, lay the land of the children of Kem, and he sees an ancient temple coming up out of the mud, and then they descend down from, and I, I think these ancient people knew what descend and ascend and, you know, sailing and flying. Mm -hmm. I, knew, I think they knew the difference between the, all those terminologies. So he's saying he descended down to the ground, and then the people by this time had become barbarians. And so they had lost their technology, had lost, you know, a lot of their language and everything else because of this global disaster that happened. Probably a couple of generations have gone by or whatever, I'm assuming. But they come to attack him when he opens the door to his ship and come out, him and his crew. And he, he raises his staff and he sends out a ray of vibration, which stops them still as fragments of stone of a mountain. So he has a stun gun that can freeze you in place just like we have the active denial system in the military that sends a beam at a crowd of rioters and can freeze them in their tracks, make them feel like they're vomiting, make them feel like they're on fire, put words in their head, make them put them in pain, make them run away. Same technology he has. And then he releases them and he begins to talk about peace with them. And he says, I'm a son of Atlantis and I'm here to raise you back up to a high level of civilization. So this guy is interesting because after he created this new civilization here in the land of Kemet before it was known as Egypt, he then told his crew to go around the planet and duplicate what they had done there. So he's the master architect. His crew went around the world and re-kickstarted civilization in different regions of this planet, most likely along that 33rd degree parallel. Uh, and uh, it's just to me evidence that after a flood, we had some assistance in getting back on our feet. So, and that was another question I was going to ask you is like, how is it possible that the pyramids of, of Egypt, the pyramids of Mesoamerica, the pyramids of Japan, the pyramids in China, the pyramids mm -hmm. in India, which are all close to that 33 degree that you're talking about. Yeah. Technically, supposedly never had any contact, never could have <laughs> had any contact with each other right. over thousands of years. In theory, in theory, it makes mm -hmm. sense. It makes sense yeah. if you only stop the timeline to a certain point. But if you take right. the timeline farther back and these mm -hmm. ideas that are being talked about in the Emerald Tablets, then it starts to make more sense. Because I just always wonder, like, how is it that, you know, 6,000 years ago or 4,000 years ago, we're building, quote unquote, the Great Pyramids, 
-hmm. And then we're mm -hmm. and then two thousand years ago, or not even, I think they said, yeah. how old is is uh, Chichen Itza according to mainstream archaeology? A thousand twelve hundred years old, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're saying a thousand twelve hundred years. That's just maximum they're giving it. I mean, like, I'm okay. Okay, it, it, it just doesn't make any. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. I mean, no, their numbers are their, their numbers are far off. I mean, it, 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 in, if you go to the Nazca lines in Peru and you see yeah. the, you see the mountain there, they shaved the entire mountain off. Right. Like, where where did all the remnants of the mountain go? You know, I mean, I mean, how do you shave a mountain back then? I mean, so the numbers that they're giving for the dates of these things, they just don't exist. This this stuff is ancient, man. Really, super ancient. So the uh, so so Thoth is the master architect out of all, and then you say yeah. Atlanteans. So yeah. obviously Atlantis is very famous because of Plato. We all know about mm -hmm. Atlantis. Um, yeah. In your opinion, where, where where's Atlantis? What was Atlantis? And yeah. what was Lum is it Lumeria that was yeah Lumeria prior, prior to Atlantis? Mm -hmm. Correct. What was those yeah. things? How do they connect? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with Lumeria. When you look at um, you know the culture coming out of the Aboriginals out of Australia. Even the Aboriginal elders that I've talked to still have handed down verbal history of Lemuria and it being an island that now has since sunk off the coast of uh, Australia, in some ways was even kind of connected, but that they were seated on this planet. This is not Billy Carson saying this. This is the Aboriginal elders, thousands of years handed down verbal history that they were seated on this planet in Lemuria by Pleiadians. Mm -hmm. The Pleiadians brought them through this planet and seated them in Lemuria and helped build a golden age there in Lemuria, a spiritual golden age, okay? A spiritual, something, something, not tech, consciously spiritual, where people had the capability of telekinesis, uh, you know, psychic abilities, speaking to each other without opening their mouths and so forth and everything, um, and navigation through, you know, the geomagnetic fields, using the magnetite crystals in their brain and everything else. Uh, at some point, there's a corruption that happened and that island did sink, but the aboriginals sustained on Australia, which are still there till this very day. And there's still even remnants of these Pleiadian hieroglyphs, which I've seen with my own eyes in Australia when I went there a few years ago, out in the outback. I went, for, I went for a walk about in the outback with some aboriginals. We went out and we saw these glyphs. And to, to date, nobody in the world has been able to decipher these hieroglyphs, but they have been dated. 5,000 years old, based on the patina inside the, you know, carvings of the glyphs, you can date that, that, that organic material, they're 5,000 years old. Pretty interesting. So um, now fast forward to Atlantis, all of a sudden these beings arrive here, they're called the Anunnaki, right? The Anunnaki means those who from heaven came to earth. It's a generalized term, just like if you and I were to travel to another planet right now, and they say, hey, where are you guys from? We're going to say, we're earthlings. Right, we're Boca not going to Right, yeah, we're going to say Boca Raton, the Floridian from Boca Raton. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to say we're Earthlings. Right. So Anunnaki is a generalized term for people who don't understand or know what that term means. And that name has been used in the Enuma Elish, in the Seven Tablets of Creation, the Atrahasis epic, the Bible, they call the Anak. It says, we were as grasshoppers in their eyesight. And so this terminology of the Anunnaki is well known. It's in the Torah. It's everywhere. It's a well-known name. It's not a fabricated or made-up name by Zachariah Sitchin. It's actually a real name in ancient text that you can actually find if you look for it. Mm -hmm. And so, but these were, they created a, a civilization. Now, the civilization that the Anunnaki built is called the Atlantean civilization. Now, Atlantis, according to Plato, 
right? And you know the, what the, what he's what he described as that described it as seems to have been this giant ring city, which would have been in the in the Atlantic Ocean, Atlantis, Atlantic. And there's remnants of cities sunken in the Atlantic Ocean. We know this now just by basic oceanography. However, that ring city that was described was just one capital on Earth, one capital of many capitals, probably one of the most beautiful capital cities that existed on Earth, that ring city in the Atlantic Ocean, but not the only capital. There were people ruling in regions all over the planet, and Atlantis was just, this ring city of Atlantis was just one. There was a, at a time there was a war that went on, disagreements happened, the golden age began to fall, and these beings, these advanced beings, started going to war against each other for control and domination of humans and resources on this planet and other planets as well in our solar system, one of them being the moon and Mars, and they actually had a battle. So this battle is also well recorded in Sumerian tablets tales. They had these wars that went on. And these wars extended from Earth to the moon all the way to Mars, hence why Mars is called the god of war. And this remnants and, and evidence of weapons-grade xenon in the atmosphere on Mars from the Mars Global Surveyor and in the soil from the actual science kits on the rovers. We know that there's weapons-grade xenon. Weapons-grade what? That's remnants of nuclear warfare that happened. So at some point in the ancient past, these beings went uh, to these, you know, these WMDs, and they went to war against each other, destroying each other or attempting to destroy each other. But Atlantis was not just a ring city. It was a interplanetary civilization. And no matter where you are on Earth, we're all standing or sitting on top of Atlantis at this exact moment. That is absolutely fascinating. The And this war that you're talking about is very clearly stated in the Bhagavad Gita and in yes. the Vedic texts. I mean, specific, like literal specifics yeah. of, you know, uh, space, space, not space, but like aerial crafts, wars going mm -hmm. off, nuclear, yeah. uh, some sort of explosion. Uh, mm -hmm. What it, it's 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 been talked about. For it's highly detailed. They even yeah. tell you what the name of the weapons are. The names of the, the Brahma Honda. They have the Brahma Honda weapon. You know, they have these weapons that once they're released. You can't even stop it. There's no way to deactivate it. They have this one weapon that can destroy any man on three worlds. They have they had a weapon that can even destroy a planet. I mean, uh, these guys weren't sitting around 10,000 years ago and going, let's make a sci-fi movie, you know, like what? Star Trek or Star Wars. You know, <laughs> you know, we just we got nothing to do today. So we're going to write a sci-fi movie and we're going to spend countless hours, you know, etching this stuff into stone tablets. And, you know, it just didn't happen. This they recorded what happened, I believe. And it's probably the closest to the truth we're going to get. There's always his story, but I think we're getting as close as we can possibly get in the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, the Indian Vedas. They talk about the Vamanas, the ships that used to fly, right? And they had the, uh, the mercury-based engine. So they use a ferrofluid mm -hmm. vortex mercury-based right. engine to fly silently from place to place. They could take an accompaniment of men from Earth to the moon. Who's writing this in ancient times? These people knew what they were talking about. They even left behind flight plans and the designs of the Vamanas they used to fly in. So the evidence is fully abound. It's just that mainstream wants to ignore it so they can keep a, a particular agenda and a mindset flowing through the main civilization, the main population, for the purposes of monetization and suppression of ancient technologies that the military and other private corporations are investigating and probably activating and utilizing in their own, uh, you know, for their own services. So yeah, I was going to say.
Now, I think I hit my 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep my times down. I ain't even playing with you. Like I know a lot of people love the YouTube shorts. A lot of people are just stuck on stuck and hook on TikTok. If you just heard what he just said, all that is a control mechanism. TV, Netflix, your TikTok account, your YouTube account, even my YouTube account, we're all under some type of control. What was really interesting is how well they did it. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, formerly known as X, or now the symbol X. I, I don't know how it wants to be. I don't know how it wants to be said. I, I, I would assume Elon Musk is going to play the don't be a bigot. It's X. Sorry, Elon. My bad. But no, seriously. Think about all these technologies, right? They're very new, less than 10, less than 10, 15 years old, but they hold majority of humanity's time. We've granted access in ways to these social media companies that we would have never granted 20, 30 years ago. Even when internet was first coming up, one of the first things that I do remember people being very cautious about was putting their social security number online. People didn't like doing that because they knew it, it could be you know, some problems there. It could be problematic. That could be an issue. Identity theft is real. It's not a joke. We've thrown all that away. <laughs> We've thrown all the, every single thing that would normally make you like, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's not do that. No, no, there's no brakes. <laughs> if, you, if you're thinking the same thing I am, yeah, the world's weird. Things are getting very strange right now. I'm going to follow up with this podcast, and I have many more um, that are going to be super mind-wrinkling stuff. This is going to be great. This is just part one, by the way. Um, so for ancient history, ancient knowledge, ancient data, responding to my friends on social media, my family that, that was able to do the votes, I'm really doing this for y'all. So I really do appreciate all y'all for doing the voting. Thank you for participating on Facebook. It really does mean a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and close it out here for part one. I'll be back here in a couple minutes for part two. On your end, it might be a couple days. <laughs> but uh, we will see each other soon. And I hope to you and I, I hope we all do get a new wrinkle on the brain.